Welcome to Rose Gold Yogi Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Duddy, and I'm teaching you how to get unstuck in your life and unlock the full potential and power which lies inside of you. I'm sharing my journey from being stuck to getting strikes in six months, and you can too. We're mastering self-love and serious mindset shifts through yoga, meditation, and a splash of spirituality to manifest your best life yet. If you're ready to change your life, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to Rose Gold Yogi Radio. Welcome back if we've had you tune in before and if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Hope you enjoy. Um, This week I would like to talk about meditation and I know meditation is not quite mainstream yet. Um, I think some people are a little bit unsure about it so I'd really like to debunk some meditation myths and go into the actual science and biology behind meditation and how it can really enhance our everyday lives. Um, I've been meditating now for about seven, eight months and it's not been an easy journey. It's taken a lot of dedication and perseverance but the results have far outweighed the effort that I've put in um, to doing it. So I want to talk about the biology side of things first, to get the technical um, aspects out the way. It's said that over 70% of us um, in in the world are living in a state of constant stress. And this is kind of an inherent thing as much as a societal thing um, that is maybe pushed upon us and we maybe don't even realise um, if we are one of the 70%, we maybe don't actually realise that we're living in a state of stress, um, just going about our everyday lives. So when we're in a state of stress, the body thinks that it's in survival mode and what's happening is the body is continually releasing the stress hormone, also known as cortisol, which most of us will have heard of before. So cortisol is absolutely healthy to be released into our body. Um, It helps us in the the survival mode, the fight or flight mode, when we're put into physically or mentally stressful situations. We need cortisol to help us focus, to help us concentrate and to help us navigate away out of this stressful situation. Um, And cortisol is absolutely essential and healthy in that respect. But what happens is when we're living in a state of stress um, or survival in our everyday lives is cortisol is being released constantly. And this is this is where the moderation side of it, it becomes excessive and this can start to do damage to our body physically and mentally. So it can manifest um, in in the physical sense it can be lethargy it could be something more serious like diseases it could be mental health and diseases and this is all a product of our everyday lives societal pressures and also the fact that our bodies are have evolved over so many thousands of years that there is still a survival instinct in our body 
Um, but with these more comfortable modern lives uh, that the majority of us are able to live, there's really no need for our body to be living in a survival state. Certainly not 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there is a way that we can start to retrain our brain and our body to become more coherent. Um, and this is something that I have learned a lot about through Dr. Joe Dispenza, if anybody has heard of him before. He is a neuroscientist. Um, he does many seminars and workshops um, all over the world. And I will link to one of, one of his seminars in the show notes. Um, he talks about how we can train our brain through meditation techniques to become more coherent or cohesive with our kind of heart and our physical body. So what we would aim to do is to train our body to only respond to stressful situations when there genuinely is a stressful situation um, in front of us rather than the body being programmed to just continually pump out cortisol all the time. When the brain is saying, there's not a stressful situation in front of me, everything is safe, everything is fine, but yet our body is conditioned and programmed to be pumping out this cortisol all the time and that's when we will maybe find ourselves getting frustrated because we feel that there's we know there's nothing to be worried about in front of us we know we're not in a stressful situation but the body is is not quite catching up to that at the moment so there is techniques out there um, that we can start to implement that will help the brain and the body become more cohesive and coherent so what Meditate where meditation steps in in this regard is to start making us become aware of negative thoughts that are coming in and out of our mind. So it and I mean to label a thought, we've all got our own interpretation whether a thought is good or bad, but thoughts that are coming in and out of our head that make us feel stressed, make us feel fearful, make us feel anxious. So this could be thoughts that are coming up about things that have happened in the past, a past experience, a past trauma, or they could be thoughts of bad things or things that you're worried about happening in the future. So these negative thoughts are usually going to be about past negative experiences or worry and anxiety about stressful or awful situations happening in the future. So when we meditate, the goal is to try and become more aware of our thoughts. So that's whether your thoughts are good or bad um, or indifferent. It's being able to be aware that you are aware of your thoughts and realizing that you are separate from your thoughts. Um, your thoughts are like a TV with adverts and imagine the thoughts of the adverts. They're going to flow on and off of the TV um, that's what the, the place that we want to get to. So when we can start to promote brain and body coherence and become aware of our thoughts and be able to detach thoughts, feelings and emotions from these thoughts, that's when we can really start to be able to live in a, in a state of more relaxation and easiness. So when we're living in the stressful situation, when these negative thoughts come in and out of our head, we're entertaining them, we're engaging in them, we're maybe entering into an internal dialogue, 
and the more attention we give these negative thoughts, the worse we feel and therefore the more cortisol the body is going to release. So when we're able to detach emotion from our thoughts and especially negative thoughts or thoughts that make us feel unsafe, fearful, stressful, when we can detach emotion from them, the body then learns that it doesn't need to respond with cortisol to these thoughts. And therefore, we're able to start to promote more brain and body coherence. What's so fascinating about our brain is it has the ability to tell our body that whatever we're thinking is real. So when we're having negative thoughts or negative experiences are being rerun over and over in our minds, our bodies can't tell whether that experience is happening or not. And that creates so much possibility here. Um, if we're able to trick our body into thinking that we're actually having a negative experience because we're having negative thoughts, we can actually trick our body into thinking that we're having an amazing experience if we're able to promote better thoughts and, re and run through better experiences and running through better experiences that we want for ourselves in the future. This is where when we engage in meditation and we can observe our thoughts and realize that we are separate from our thoughts, we can then start to practice detaching emotion from the thoughts and literally just observing them rather than engaging in them or entertaining them. So this is where I'd like to start to debunk some of the meditation misconceptions. So when I've talk to people about meditation and a lot of people respond with things like I could never meditate I can't sit still for two minutes and you know it's it's going to be difficult in the beginning the, the way I like to think about meditation is it's about retraining your brain quite literally your brain is also a muscle and it can be trained but just like our physical bodies, you don't get the desired results from one gym session. You need to work at it. And with every meditation, like every gym session, it gets a bit easier and you get more into that, into the routine of it. So there's lots of different ways to meditate, which we will cover. Um, you can meditate for as long or as little as you want, one or two minutes. Any meditation is better than no meditation. Um, in the sense that any gym session that you do is better than no gym session. Um, another meditation misconception that I've come across is that stereotypically meditations only been for maybe followers of certain religions or certain groups and that's absolutely not true. Meditation is for anyone. Meditation as a practice is completely impartial where religion's concerned. Um, the other misconception or concern that I hear of um, when we talk about meditation is people don't want to be alone with their thoughts, which is perfectly normal and this and more all the more reason to meditate because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to acknowledge that there is negative thoughts coming in and out of our minds where we might be reliving past experiences when we're sitting alone with our thoughts. But this is where the work comes in to be able to start to detach the emotion from these negative thoughts and make them make the thoughts just thoughts 
they're not going to be able to affect us physically um, as much anymore. Um, other things that I've come across is, you know, I've tried it once, it didn't work. And this comes back to the whole thing of it is a muscle that needs to be trained. Um, you're not going to see massive results right away. Um, but, you know, I'd like to think that maybe after one session, you might feel a little bit more relaxed. And that's enough. That is that's a huge success. If you can even just leave a short meditation feeling more relaxed, then it's, it's starting to work. Um, the other kind of misconception or maybe stereotype associated with meditation is that, you know, you must sit cross-legged, you've got to sit there for hours at a time, and that's absolutely not true. Um, like I said, meditation is you sitting still and being aware of your thoughts, being conscious of your breathing for as little as one minute. That is meditation. So it can be as elaborate or as long or as complicated as you want it to be, or it can be as simple as you want meditation to be. Um, so there's many ways that we can practice meditation. So you can sit cross-legged for hours on end, observing your thoughts and your breath, or there's other ways to do it, which might start to break you in more gently into the practice. So one of the, the ways, which is one of my absolute favorite ways, um, is through practicing yoga. So yoga is known as a moving meditation or a form of moving meditation. And this is because with yoga, we're normally linking our breath with our movement. So there's throughout the whole yoga session, there's this conscious observation of the breath and the movement that makes you much more present on your mat and you're less likely to be engaging in your thoughts and ent entertaining your thoughts. You're going to be solely distracted by observing your breath and observing your movement. And I've also, I've not done too much of it myself, but I've heard a lot of people talk about walking meditation. So this is another way that you could try and meditate, whether you've got music in your ears or you're doing a guided meditation, which I'll talk about in more detail in a second. Um, but just more consciously walking in nature and observing your surroundings more and observing your breath more while you're walking, that is also another form of meditation. So there's there's different ways um, to meditate and I guess it's going to be a bit of trial and error to find something um, that works for you. If you'd prefer to have something with more guidance and more direction, there's tons of guided meditations out there um, on YouTube, on Spotify. I'll maybe link to a couple of my favorite guided meditations um, in the show notes that you could try. Um, but there really is so much out there um, to try and to make it as easy to bring into your daily life and into your daily routine as possible. And I guess um, I should touch on when you should meditate and there, again there's no rules to this either a lot of people like to start their day with meditation because they feel that it sets them up for the day sets the tone for the day um, some people like to close their day with meditation as a as an opportunity to reflect on the day and maybe let go of any baggage or negative experiences there are negative feelings that you've picked up throughout the day and some do both so it's really up to you it's not a one-size-fits-all um practice. So I'd like to just kind of start to wrap up this episode by telling you a little bit about how meditations worked for me, just to give you a kind of first-hand experience of, of how it does work. 
I used to feel quite on edge all of the time um, without really having a reason to. So whether it was driving to work or whether it was showing up to an appointment, um, I would start to feel uneasy and this kind of would hover throughout the day and for no real reason. There was absolutely no need for me to be feeling on edge or feeling um, a little bit stressed. Um, there just was no need for it. So meditation, what I've noticed after having practiced for as long as I have, and I try to practice twice a day, morning and night, um, even if just for 10 minutes each each time. Um, some days it's only maybe once a day I manage to do it. But so we'll, we'll say for the majority, twice a day for 20 minutes, um, my body is now in a state of much more relaxation most of the time. So that's not to say that I don't feel on edge um, from time to time, even if I know that there isn't really any real need for me to feel that way. It does creep in now and then, but I'm better able to control that as well. So when I notice this um, stressful feeling setting in, I'm able to address it much more quickly than what I would have done before. So I can take a little minute to say, right, what's going on in my head? Uh, what's triggering me to feel this way? Um, and I'm, I'm much more able to notice that and address it straight away and then start to work on detaching the emotion from that feeling or from that thought. And it's not easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've sat there for five minutes and all I've done is think about what I'm cooking for dinner tonight. Think about what do I need to buy from the shop? And these things are perfectly normal. You know, these, our brains are hardwired um, but it is possible to retrain them so this is where the perseverance kicks in there will be meditations where you sit there and think I've got nowhere I don't feel any better but let me tell you the meditation that you do is better than the meditation that you don't do and I promise after two three weeks of being consistent with with your meditation I'd love to hear if it does make you feel better or if you're better better able to manage the thoughts that are coming in and out of your head and how your body's responding to those thoughts. Um, I would love to hear um, how you get on. Meditations also helped me with how I respond to certain situations. So instead of being quite reactive, um, if something happens or is said or done and uh, it triggers me or upsets me, I'm better able to respond to that situation. So instead of being reactive and upset and angry, I'm able to take that extra second to think, right, why am I upset about this? Is this worth getting upset over? And then I can actually start to put things in more perspective. Um, so able to identify, is this issue as big as what it seems on the surface? So meditation definitely allows you to get more in, more in tune with your brain and how it reacts to different things and allow you to stop and pause before you react to a situation. And being able to do this is going to assist you in all sorts of areas of life, whether it's work, if you're somebody that's constantly presenting um, to your board of directors, or whether you're somebody that's a student and you've got to sit exams, it's going to better prepare you for these sort of stressful situations and better able to manage them rather than let them manage and consume you. So just before we wrap up, I'm going to tell you a bit about my favorite breathing technique, to ease myself into meditation. 
Um, it's super easy, super effective. So what you do is you inhale for the count of four, hold it for the count of four, and exhale for the count of four. So this is known as um, square or equal breathing. And if you run through that four or five times, um, slowly um, and controlled, that is honestly enough to just bring any stress levels down a notch and allow you to start to regain a bit of control. So if you find yourself in a stressful situation or if you're trying to unwind into your meditation or even unwind into your bed at night, try the equal breathing um, and see how that helps um, just to ease your mind and bring you back into a bit more state of control um, over your thoughts and your emotions. So I think I'll wrap it up there. We're heading on to 20 minutes now. I really hope you enjoyed this. Um, it's been quite a lot to take in. So please do uh, run through it again if there's any bits that you want to pick up on. Thanks so much for joining me. Please like and subscribe and do comment if you found any of this helpful, if the meditations have been helpful and the equal breathing's been helpful. You can also catch me on Instagram. I am at rose gold yogi so hopefully see you there so that's it for today guys hope to see you back here next week for episode four take care speak to you then